Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, marks and smarks alike, we proudly welcome you to the internet's only wrestling podcast. That's right, we are the only one. We want to welcome you to Pin the Champ! Hello to you guys wherever you are and whenever you are listening. We appreciate each and every one of you tuning in to Pin the Champ. Uh, we want to say hello everywhere, including our listeners who are in India and the UK, as well as our listeners in Parts Unknown, Little Baby Ultimate Warriors, as Kyle liked to, to point out before we got on the air today. Uh, we have a listener from Parts Unknown, which is fucking awesome. That's just crazy, man. I can't believe we got a listener in India and the UK. That's nuts. We started this thing just like in your mom's basement. Wait, wait a minute, dude. Why you always want to throw him Why you The always... cockpit. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, yeah. The driver, the, the, the pilot, is not there. <laughs> he has already made the ultimate sacrifice. Listening to the ultimate podcast from the alien spaceship. Come down on the warrior. Oh, that's, a, that's a pretty, actually good warrior impression. Heart <laughs> unknown. I'd be damned. Oh, my God. So what's up with you dynamic dudes today? Or this week, even dog sitting. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit over your left shoulder in the hallway. We see a Chewbacca giant dog, giant uh, golden retriever, a giant golden retriever named George. Correct. Mm-hmm. He's a good boy. Shout out to George. Mm-hmm. He's our special guest on the podcast. He's probably the he, best host. Our he, best he's the best co-host, co-host we've ever, we've had, ever had. Yeah, definitely. Ever. Better yeah. than anybody that we could have possibly had aside from us three on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, unlike George... me, he watches wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm uh, kidding. I watch some new products. Some, some. I watched, I watched, I'll have you all know that I sat down and watched that entire AEW cl- uh, clip of CM Pump coming back. I want to remind you, he said I watched <laughs> the entire, the entire clip. clip. Entire clip, <laughs> wow. Clip. He watched the entire clip. <laughs> all nine, nine minutes of Poor it, right? Poor fucking Kyle. Entire nine, all nine nights. minutes. Poor Kyle. Had all nine minutes. <laughs> had to pull up the YouTube and <laughs> fucking millennial <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Are you a millennial? Yeah, you consider a millennial, yeah. right? Definitely. Squarely a millennial. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't. What are you, Jeremiah? It wasn't a challenge. I'm not a millennial. I was born in 78. He's generally so you're X, Gen like X? You. You're a, I'm X? No. The song's a boomer. Not Gen X. What, what, yeah, what year were you that's born, about right. Sir? What year were you born? 80. I'm a boomer. Uh, <laughs> so that's all you've been up to, man? Watching dogs? Anything else, Kyle? What's going on with you, man? Anything else um, new? Work is good. Um, <laughs> but man, leave the poor guy alone. He's out of answers. He's out of like, answers. Watching right, the dog is a bar. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll cut all that. Out, watching man. the dog. We'll just stop <laughs> I mean, it. No, we can. Watching the dog. I don't care if our friends, our fans, know that I have a brand new gun, and if they try to mess with me, no, I'm kidding. Ooh. I would never hurt anybody. <laughs> that is not why you have. He just Brian Pillman us. <laughs> 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 oh man, Kyle's got a gun. Song, what you been up to, man? Uh, not much. Things could be better. Um, we're stuck in quarantine because of uh, my daughter's school. So, mm. yay, Corona. Mm. 
wonder if only hey, corona. Hmm. sorry to yeah no it, it is what it is i mean what do you do um school just started two weeks ago and the school district already have 200 kids uh positive for covid <laughs> it was it was bound to happen so yeah sounds like yeah. things are so well that's under control what we've been up to yeah we got everything under control here not sure what everybody else is doing yeah man uh i had to take a mental health month so i'm off for the full month of september and i want to tell everybody and i know everybody when i say that wants to kind of punch me or use their new gun on me but i'm happy yeah, i think it's I think it's important. I, I am so, I, yeah, definitely. I was going to say, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, it's so important to, to like, the fact that you're, that like your company and you are able to be able to take your mental health seriously is fucking important. And like, I, unfortunately, we live in a country where like, you know, I was telling my wife, you know, I love, I love where I work, but there's that dynamic that, if you take a sick day, you're letting the whole team down because right. they're the, you know, and, and that just for myself, I mean, I've had to take mental health days where it was just like, I don't, I don't feel sick. I just don't feel good. Like, I right. feel like, right. I just, you know, I'm sad. I'm like this, whatever. And yeah. I, no, I you're, you're right. It's, it's kind of ridiculous that our culture is like that, where they like, they build like all this, it's a team effort bullshit. Like you can't afford to take a sick day. You can't afford to take a mental day because they, they beat it into you that you're letting mm-hmm. other people down. Like at a certain point, it's like, you know, just fuck everybody. I'm going to do me, you know, shout out, exactly. to T-Mobile. shout out to my work for being, uh, being able to, 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 to give me that time for real. I am very happy. I appreciate you guys saying that. Uh, also telling you guys before we, came online i get to go see some of my family in helen georgia this month headed out to see my dad shout out to my dad it's going to be his birthday on the ninth i'm super stoked to celebrate uh his birthday i haven't seen them forever also i get to see my sisters that i I hardly ever get to see uh, ever so i want to shout them out on the show right now too jesse cat and christy i'm so excited to be able to see you guys i'm stoked to be able to spend some time with you guys so looking forward to that this weather too guys oh awesome oh my god so nice uh, yeah we're going through it, um it legitimately made me like it's, yeah it's so nice outside i've been enjoying like uh, sitting out on the back porch chilling the cats have been wanting to get walked more <laughs> outside Dude, i you saw, saw you today, today. Yeah. i saw you today and they they were like they've gotten so much more adept to that leash they're not like doing that weird like thing now looking like normal creatures yeah man they're true (laughs) all right man so that was awesome to talk about ourselves a little bit today uh we'll go back on topic get back onto the wrestling subject uh today we're going to talk a bit of news and then we're going to review the wrestlemania 9 fallout episode of monday night raw and then we're going to close out the show today with song spotlight on the all out pay-per-view coming up, which has got everybody super excited because obviously the return of CM Punk, duh. Yeah. Uh, a lot of buzz in the air. A lot of buzz. Lot of buzz. So, um, before we get started with everything else though, I do want to remind our listeners that if you haven't already check out the April 5th, 1993 episode of Monday night raw, either before or after you listen to the podcast to get the very most fun out of the show. I also want to remind you guys that we're available to listen to on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Pandora, Podbean, and YouTube. Hit us up wherever you like to listen. 
Uh, what wrestling have you guys been watching this week? I've been watching a lot of uh, old clips of, uh, you know, with the All Out pay-per-view coming up. I've been watching a bunch of old clips of CM Punk mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, actually saw a really good match with him and the younger Roman Reigns back in the early days of The Shield. That was a oh, nice. surprisingly really fun match. Oh, nice. um, was he really... Uh, no, I think it's just a regular Raw episode. Um, it's crazy how many matches I forgot he had in the WWE with um, you know, members of the Shield and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But that was a really fun match. You should check it out. It's probably about a ten minute match or so. And there was interference by Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, there was interference with uh Moxley and Rollins in there that allowed mm-hmm. Reigns to win the match, but Moxley and, then and Rollins. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I've watched some of his uh promo when he was feeding with Cena, always gold on the mic. Um, and Cena, you know, it reminded me that Cena's pretty damn good on the mic, too. Mm-hmm. So that feud, like, when it was going on, I actually didn't enjoy it as much, but going back and re-watching it now, it was a really, really fun feud they had back in the, that time. It's kind of hard. It's easy to forget how long ago that was and then sometimes who's even already touched or you know fought with each other under different right. monikers you know what i mean like you look at today and yeah. you've got moxley in his current incarnation you've got cm punk in his current incarnation about to make his return and you kind of forget like six years ago these guys were all mixing it up on wwf exactly or wwe right. exactly like you said uh is like members of the shield or like the, the early wyatts you know or whatever you know, and Brody was still with him. Yeah. You just kind of, it's easy unless you go back and look at those clips to kind of forget. Like you bring up Brody Lee, like the Wyatt Shield uh, match at, was it Survivor Series or? They had such a lot of good, uh, the Wyatts and the. Those the trio Shield. had such great chemistry together. And like, then when they got the episodes in, involved as well, I mean. that. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to go back and look at some of those matches now after the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are great matches too. See if they still hold up now. Not yeah, you, Kyle. Know, what you been watching? Well. Um, I have been, I mean, so shout out to the OSW boys. They just released a new arc of uh, Ultimate Warrior in WCW. Oh my God. It's really good. The train wreck, uh, so right? I, I've I've watched that twice, and uh, that's led me to watch more old WCW clips. Mm-hmm. God, I fucking loved the red and black Wolfpack so much. I was such a mark. Oh my god, I was just like like they taught like the the whole entrance where it's like I'm about it, about it, and mm-hmm. you know you know too sweet you know all that kind of shit like they they like their whole call and response very good very very good other than that um i did watch like i said uh i mm-hmm. watched a whole clip from aew mm-hmm. um, <laughs> i might start i might start watching nxt now that it's got some pretty uh pretty good uh leadership Hilarious. We'll touch oh, on that in just a little while. <laughs> first of all, first of all, uh, Kyle, as far as the Ultimate Warrior and WCW thing, did it touch on the Renegade some? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We okay. will probably get to the Renegade. I'm sure they'll talk about the Renegade. I mean, they've ta- they've talked they've covered the Renegade a little bit before. Yeah. But um, 
it, it this was the the nitro that he debuted mm-hmm. or no it's not a nitro it's it's um he wasn't the ultimate warrior in wcw though was he no he, he was, was warrior because that's his warrior. legal name because he changed his legal name no it's warrior. his legal name is warrior yeah or was warrior right is yeah. it warrior warrior or the is it warrior? I think he just might have just had one solid name. Like yeah, I think it was like, like Madonna. Or like your license has to say Prince. first and last name, right? I don't know not if you have one name. Not if you have one name, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, uh, okay, so it's it's Nitro. It's, oh, okay. Uh, he debuted on Nitro in nineteen, probably like ninety-seven or some shit like that. Yeah. It's good though. It's very it it was <clears throat> it's a very good episode. Yeah, and um, also go ahead. Warrior looks so small. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody looks smaller after like they did with the roids. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But like Hulk Hogan, he what he does is he gets darker mm-hmm. in order to not Oh, he tans more to, to get Yeah, to hide the fact to hide the fact he was big. Oh, yeah. that that Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior rematch was <laughs> so funny, but uh, in WCW, but um, but yeah, also Kyle, yeah, send me some um some links to some quintessential Wolfpack because, uh, the whole NWO thing, you know, like I said, I stopped watching during that point. Like NBA, NW, I mean, I've I've gone back now as a lapsed fan and watched a lot of different stuff, but as far as like quintessential early like Wolfpack, you got to send me some stuff, okay? Absolutely. Uh, me, I've been watching the weekly shows, of course. Uh, but I was looking at some list that re- uh, recommended NXT Takeover Dallas, uh, which you know I thought was appropriate. I want to see some good old like uh, some classic NXT Takeover action before we get a total revamp on the product. Uh, so uh, NXT Takeover Dallas was Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Nakamura's debut. Um, it was incredible no. to kind of watch. I remember that. I remember that. How over Shinsuke was when he started walking out and doing his whole like routine, like that. Like they got it right with his like music. God, that was such a great, great takeover. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not as good as the current takeover, which is Vince taking over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, this. You is know, have you uh, have you watched any uh? current like Shinsuke run he seemed to be motivated again now he's been fun to watch again With it's been a while since we've seen this from him it's so weird because I'm I'm such a critic when they just haphazardly throw characters together like Shinsuke and Boogs but right. but then it's but then it starts working when they have really good chemistry but I hate it initially it it's, works in mm-hmm. spite of them not not because yeah Right. It's like they it's a horrible idea, but they're they're good. So it, they make they're it work. talented enough to make it work. Well, they had to do something with Nakamura. It looked like he was just on cruise control for a while. They're well, creative had nothing for him. But aside from his like introduction, in my opinion, like like they didn't get Nakamura right. They, they got Nakamura right. Like when he first came out, he was super over. Right. Then they started doing questionable shit with him. Then when he low well, they messed up when he won the they messed up Nakamura when they he won the Royal Rumble and then they couldn't win his Mania match. That's, That's true. it was all downhill after that. I did like it when he went heel on AJ. I thought the low blow to AJ to make him heel was a good idea because of but that's only because of how 
badly they kind of fucked him up over time. I thought it was time for a reset. So him as a heel was good. But anyway, NXT TakeOver Dallas, I enjoyed watching a lot. Uh, Also on the card was Asuka and Bailey for the NXT women's title. This was when Asuka won and and began her uh, whole like run as as an unstoppable force in NXT. Um, And like I said, man, I got to get my classic NXT in before Bruce Pritchard and Vince take over and turn this show into (laughs) raw light, even though Kyle loves it. Look, I'm just saying it's the natural progression of things. And that means that it's important. Now. Gonna move, I think it's going to move from the USA and Nickelodeon, too. Oh, my God. Is that just because the way it looks? Yeah, I've heard the <laughs> kind of, I've heard the kind of, uh, yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. You're going to get slimed if you lose let's, your match. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a minute, then. Well, that's not too far from the truth, Kyle, because you, if you recall, it was not too long ago on Raw that they were literally using slime on Braun Strowman before he got released. Do you remember that? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say what you're saying is fucking ridiculous, except it's not. Vince could legitimately be like, let's use more slime. Well, because Vince thinks that <laughs> fart jokes and, and somebody still do the trick getting pushed into a pool are the funniest things in the world. And to him, the slime stuff, the, the mean-spirited jokes are very good. The problem right. is, do Xennials like that kind of shit? So in Vince McMahon's eyes, would the Three Stooges be the greatest faction of wrestling yes. history? Yes. He has yeah. tried to... Definitely. He, he has absolutely tried to make the Three Stooges before. Three-man band? Shield. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh. the shill weren't treated like that. The shill were never treated like uh, stooges. No, but I would say they were three people. Oh, that's true. And they even tried to bring back the spirit squad for a while. Yeah. Like in two- was that for Dolph's singular sake? I think it was for Dolph's <laughs> sake. Yep. And they were fighting <laughs> against Dolph. Yeah, I remember that was like yeah, back, in the, back in the late teens. Uh, all right, so let's talk some news, guys. Uh, Kyle, you're gonna start yeah. us off today with a little bit of pro wrestling news. I got, I got a little, I got a little news uh, about the People's Champion Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's reportedly oh. not uh, being considered for a match at WrestleMania 38 from the ATM, AT&T, not ATM, AT&T Stadium in Dallas next year. And you said not correct. He's not, not being considered. Okay. He's not being considered. It's been reported that the WWE have plans for The Rock to wrestle and wrestle or had plans for him to wrestle at WrestleMania 38, likely against Universal Champion Roman Reigns or or with the Usos, um, where Romans would take uh, the team with one of the brothers and The Rock with the other. An update in Ringside News recently reported that The Rock is not being considered for WrestleMania 38 because they already have something else in mind for him. WrestleMania 39 in Inglewood. Rock said it to be a virtual lock for WrestleMania uh, in Hollywood in 2023. Brock Lesnar versus Reigns is likely to be WrestleMania 38. Lesnar has reportedly signed a new deal that includes between 8 and 12 matches. My takeaway from that is originally we were looking at Rock being here this coming up wrestlemania to face reigns originally that's kind of been like the whole correct correct. the whole uh word on the street or whatever but now i guess that they're moving that plan back a year because they figure maybe i wonder if it has something to do with timing is rock he probably doesn't have a new movie i think that's also when they're going to be releasing black adam 
Mm. Well, I mean, wouldn't that make sense? Wouldn't yeah, that make I mean, sense if, for him to come so, back win? Yeah, if they're doing that around Mania 2023, then that would make perfect sense. They could even tie something in with it. You never know. You know that Vince likes to tie anything in with crossover appeal, and Rock's got that in droves. And if if they related it to the Black Adam movie, then you're going to get anybody who loves you know comics Superhero. involved as well, superheroes as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the the news from the People's Champ. If you could smell what my news was cooking. Nice. <laughs> uh, next, we're going to go to song uh, with some news uh, from. Yeah, man size news yeah uh you know how it is in this business not a day it seems like every week somebody is reported passed away um daphne unger real name uh, shannon sproul um had passed away um she had posted something on instagram live her friends are asking us not to watch the videos mm-hmm. people like francine from ecw and things like that where she was basically reading a suicide note mm-hmm. she was talking about donating her brain to cte research and then after that video was posted nobody none of her friends or family members were able to get in touch with her so they had called local authorities um trying to locate her anyway it was too late um police were unable to contact her at her current or any place she lived at their um family asking for privacy so it, it really sucks to see somebody, you know, you just never know somebody struggled, what they go through. And it's been an amazing outpour from the wrestling community, from guys like Mick Foley writing on Twitter, um, you know, just talking about who she is and things like that. I didn't know her. I, I didn't know her much in WCW or TNA. I didn't really watch her. Mm-hmm. I. I do, yeah, yeah. I do know she was one of the few female that ever held a men's title. Um, she held the WCW Cruiserweight title back oh, in cool. the early 2000s. Yeah, so I did not it puts her up there with, yeah, what, it with puts like her a... up there with China and the IC title. Um, mm-hmm. Tessa with her, uh, then she was she was Impact World Champion. Yeah, so again, like few women in the industry has been able to held a mental and she was one of them i wish i paid more attention now and i go back and watch some of her matches but she was more of a valet than a wrestler herself oh, gotcha gotcha yeah I and then uh, jackass yeah of course jackass carl anderson had to put his two cents into things the uh wwe posted something about a you know mental wellness and to reach out for help and then he goes and criticized them and he said uh underneath their tweet he just put they suck, bro. So yeah. I don't know. What do you What do you guys think about that? You know, I kind of I I'm a and this is not me being a heel, but I kind of agree with him. They don't give a shit about their performers' health. So for them to post this, if you care about your people's health, give them fucking health insurance. How about no. that? Mm. You know, if you actually care about your performers' health, give them access too cheap and affordable mental health don't post something on twitter mm-hmm. in response so, to a it, to a tragedy I, that's I already mean, occurred i mean i i agree i agree that maybe it's in bad taste but i also feel like you shouldn't if you are part of the problem you don't get to post things pretending like, like you, you're part of the solution gotcha that's where I that's where I 
saw what he was doing, or at least that's how I saw it. Um, you know, really, that's not how I took it out. I think it's Paul Anderson is still bitter about his run in WWE. That he's just sour grapes to me. That's how I took it. Hmm. So my take on that is first and foremost, I want to keep, you know, me personally, I want to make it first and foremost, I think is a tragedy. Like, obviously, like, I, I think it's cool that yeah. you touched on the mental health thing earlier. It's definitely a tragedy about Daphne. Uh, I as well did not, was not really familiar with her body of work, but that's only because I didn't watch WCW during the, pro- the time that she was there. And I never really watched TNA too much. You know, I watched some stuff just to get mm-hmm. familiar with like their history, like, AJ's and stuff. I do want to see some some old school TNA, uh, if possible. Um, at any rate, you know, and I'm saying like from what I've read about her in retrospect, she and what you've mentioned that I didn't even notice about her having men's titles and holding the cruiserweight title, uh, stuff yeah. like that. It does mean she's kind of in rarefied air. Um, and from what everybody else has kind of outpoured about her. Uh, she seems to have been kind of a, a real like a, a trailblazer and also a super, super sweet person. And it's always tragic when somebody feels like they're alone. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, yeah. and, and and that they're that alone, obviously. So like condolences go out to her, her friends and her family everywhere and including in the wrestling community. I think it's terrible that this happened. Uh, and she obviously, you know, it seemed like that she did have a lot of people who loved her and to still feel that alone with that many people who loves you just goes to show you like mm-hmm. how real that kind of shit is. So, yeah, you know, definitely, I don't know, you know, uh, and I think, I think, you know, for, for our fit, you know, folks who are listening out there, you know, if you're going through anything like this, you know, it's okay to seek help. What you're yeah, going I'm- through is normal and it's it's okay to feel the way you feel uh there are yeah let me just go ahead and do this right now uh just just to support this the national suicide prevention hotline is 1-800-273-8255 in case you ever need it you know what i mean reach out to someone you love uh if you don't feel like you have that reach out to that number uh believe me there are people out there there are people who care about you right exactly so uh so as far as the um uh, the outpouring was really cool to hear from Mick Foley, uh, you know, mm-hmm. who who wrote, you know, a real long and heartfelt um, kind of message about her. Um, yeah. It is. An, I, I think that it's unfortunate that as far as how I feel about the Carl Anderson thing, um, I'm, I'm kind of somewhere between you, Kyle, and between where you are, Sog. I'm like right kind of split down the middle because. I do, like you said, Kyle, think it was in bad taste, probably not the right moment to voice it, but I think he has the right to, and he probably has insight that we could never have, you know, and, um, and, and having said that, I think that he does, you know, have the ability to say what he wants to say, but it was in bad taste. Um, but I do agree with what Kyle's saying on the other hand is like WWE could be doing a lot more ahead of the curve before instead of responding with hey somebody recently killed themselves in case you're thinking of killing yourself too here's a phone number or we'll pay for it or whatever the case may be they could do things on the front end better Um, i mean yeah i i i agree i think i think and i think that's it's obviously it's somewhere in the middle right like like song says like there's obviously probably some bitter grapes there Mm -hmm, definitely, definitely there's also 
you legitimate know? grapes of and, and and the problem yeah i was gonna say like sometimes the grapes are legitimate sometimes yeah. it's it's really about picking your battles and i don't know if when the moment after somebody has died is the right time to right to, to climb that hill so i would say that personally where i feel like carl kind of missed up was continuing to entertain the situation repetitively with different fans when it's just well, he gonna get took worse. a situation that wasn't about him and made it about him. That's what pissed me That's off the most about that problem. Tweet. Right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Right. I think Song, you hit the nail right yeah. on the head. It's like say what you need to say, but don't make it about you. But he right. exactly that. Definitely who does he again. think he is? Me? What'd you say? I said, I said, who does he think he is? Me? <laughs> um. So yeah. Again, sad situation, and our condolences go out yeah. on yeah. Our, just, our thoughts. Fucking our tragedy with her families. Um. So tragic. She was only forty-two. Yep, a year younger than really young. Yeah. Moving on from cage side seats, a we've been hearing a lot of rumors, guys, haven't we? About and we've seen uh, little tweets from Wale with a new theme song and uh, a very as you guys mentioned, Nickelodeon-esque uh, kind of colorful NXT rebranding. NXT. Right. And we realize that this rebranded NXT, we've heard rumors that it's going to be produced by Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard. Uh, there are reports that Triple H is the fall guy for NXT's failure to win the Wednesday Night War and snuff out AEW. Uh, and again, according to Cage Side Seats and the Wrestling Observers, uh, Brian Alvarez has heard NXT like Raw and SmackDown will become a Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard produced show when it returns to airing live from a remodeled Capital Wrestling Center on September 14th. Did you guys watch the last few episodes of NXT? No, I have not watched it since the takeover um, that they had. Um, yeah, the new one. Yeah, so there's been no changes yet, right? We haven't no, no, nothing no, the, the, the most like that. recent takeover hasn't really gone into effect. <laughs> right. So yeah, this is true. So I have watched the last few episodes, and I will tell you that it's very much like it's in a holding pattern. Nothing's changed really oh. about it outwardly appearance-wise. It's still black and yellow, but uh you can definitely see and, and these last few episodes after takeover, from what I understand, were taped as well. And so um they're very much preparing so that they can, I guess, remodel the uh, the space uh, for the rebranding that's going to take place on the 14th. So basically, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what I've noticed is that, for instance, the Diamond Mine with Roderick Strong and, and these cats, uh -huh. now they've got like two muscle heads with them. <laughs> you know, they, they got rid of that Rust guy, right? They, they fired him. Yeah. He was one yeah. of the guys that got fired. But on the most recent episode, uh, they've got like two like big guys with them. So they're just, they're kind of like sliding the big dudes back in easy, saying like, no, yes. no more, yes. no more, a little uh, flippy, no more flippy, flippy. They're they're really putting the blame. They're putting the blame on Triple H for a war that they said didn't exist. R right? Yeah. I mean, you got a point. They, there, they didn't yeah. acknowledge Wednesday Night War. Right. You heard that they don't acknowledge it happening, but. But we know behind the scenes that the, 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 the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, Vince is a warrior. <laughs> yeah, but is, you Vince can't really like a... compare the two brands. I mean, NXT is the developmental brand for WWE. And right. 
AEW Dynamite is kind of like their flagship show. Well, don't worry. It's about to look a lot more developmental, I think. So, oh, my God. So, so I mean, uh, you could definitely see another thing that I, I, I'm trying to remember exactly. There, was, there were other things that I noticed. Kind of Samoa Joe doing a sit-down interview and kind of reestablishing himself as saying, I'm here to take on all comers. So it's kind of like spinning its wheels. Also, who's the guy that is with Pete Dunn right now? Hold on. Yeah, I know, I know who you're talking uh, about. I just uh, let me can't get his name. name right. Rich Holland. So he's like, um, you know, Rich Holland's kind of taken over. Like he's a big muscle head. He's kind of a shorter guy, but yeah. he's definitely muscle bound. You can see him. I mean, so is Pete Dunn. So well, Pete Dunn's smaller. You know, and he's kind of he he was kind of like Pete Dunn was kind of like the leader of that whole, you know, crew until Rich Holland yeah. came back. And now they're kind of focused on Rich Holland being the guy, even though they did have him eat a pen from uh, Tommaso Ciampa on the uh, in the main event of, of uh, I think, this most recent episode of NXT. But I say all this to say, yeah, you can notice little hints being dropped that, you know, we're going to be back to like big dudes rule in the world we'll see how it goes so there were definitely things that you saw but nothing aesthetically yet that's going to be september 14th joy can't wait take over greenwich yeah um, so like <laughs> so like what do you guys think like let's go ahead and, and do some 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 uh some predictions here on what this new nxt set is going to look like well brother love is going to be the general manager <laughs> right um i like it and you're gonna see a lot more you know big guys you're gonna see a lot more characters mm-hmm. there's gonna you know he, they're gonna workshop all their new characters mm-hmm. so you'll see like farty the mechanic and <laughs> stuff like that um yeah. chili mcfreeze too to bully the indian wrestler and <laughs> you know and and it's messed up but it's not messed up that you say that because there was literally a guy on raw during this episode that we're going to talk about later named kimchi so so there's a precedent right. for uh for uh like some racist names yeah racist food related names like based on um, culture you're gonna see you're gonna see more of like uh, Papa uh, Shango-esque characters. Well, that, but you're also going to see, like, Big Joe Johnson, the baddest man in all of Chicago, and it'll be a black guy, and mm. it'll be their big, you know, like, it's going to go back to the rock and wrestling days. This is the new junkyard dog. And this is a great thing for you, That's right? what wrestling needs to be. <laughs> a song? Any predictions about, you know? Uh, gonna I think we're going to see, like, yeah, we'll see more meathead and bodybuilders come in because they're more not going to look for wrestlers. No, little people as well. Wow. Yeah, Hornswoggle is going to be brought back. He's going to be the the new manager of no, I, NXT. I, I really think of like what I've been reading is they're, they're not even going to focus on people that know wrestling. They're going to see somebody they'd like to look up and they say, oh, we'll just train them here. Right, That's exactly. what he's going to do. He's just going to find people that has the body type he likes and he's going to just throw them in the ring and let them hurt each other. I Logan Paul. We're gonna see we're gonna see Logan Paul and a bunch of YouTubers become wrestlers now. Yeah, exactly. Um David Doyak or whatever his name is. That's the New gonna... Day are gonna go to NXT uh, because they're a merch machine and he wants that. And what's some of the people love about NXT? It's historic women's division. 
Uh, Vince is getting rid of that. Bra and panties. Bra and panties. Yeah. Bra panties. Bra and panties. And, back. and they're and they're all in love with Vince secretly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, enough. I'm looking this. forward to it. I think this is gonna be good for us. <laughs> It'll be fun. I. Uh, you know what? If 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 I'm even half percent right about what how bad this new NXT will be, I'll start watching it. That's interesting. <laughs> that could be fun. All right, guys. So having said that, I think that leads us to our toast for today. Uh, we are going to take this opportunity to go ahead and say say la vie to a product that has uh, entertained many wrestling fans over the last decade or so, give or take a few years. You know, we're going to go ahead and toast to the past, the present and the future of NXT, hoping that so long. I mean, bon voyage. Yeah. Wiedersehen, goodbye. Whiskey is appropriate. Goodbye. All right. So, voice of an angel. It's I'm that drinking t- Pinot Grigio. Oh, yeah. I'm still on the whiskey, man. I think, uh, you know, when you're saying goodbye to something like NXT, you've got to go for hard liquor. All right. Well, it's that time, guys. We're going to hop in our. Uh, time machine and we're going to go back to april 5th 1993 this is the episode of monday night raw right after wrestlemania 9 uh at caesar's palace uh this show starts off with vince and macho man running down the matches uh of note they mentioned that jerry lawler will be making his raw debut on this episode uh after that we go to the ring for virgil uh, versus Bam Bam Bigelow. That guys. Bam Bam. Great. Yeah. It's always it. a treat to see Bam Bam, man. Ooh. I love Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam. He got a good match out of even Virgil. Mm-hmm. And Bam Bam. That was a fun match. Dude, wouldn't it be sweet to see Bam Bam on the current, like, uh, like big screen? Like, if he was still alive, like, see him coming down, like, with oh, some he pyro. Would be, uh, yeah, his he would, be, would look sweet. He would be such a big deal now. You know, um, did you guys hear them saying Virgil sucks? Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, this was a, yeah, it was always fun watching Bam Bam, but this was pretty much a long squash match. Uh, yeah. I thought this would be a really good time to look up what's been going on with Virgil. And I've actually found some really cool mm-hmm. stuff to talk to you guys about. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, tell right. me. So check I, this- I'm very interested. So check this shit out. Uh, uh, according to Sports Kita, Virgil has caught the attention. This was like a week ago. Uh, Virgil has caught the attention of wrestling fans after he set up an autograph and merch table on Vince McMahon's Hollywood Walk of Fame star. He had the million dollar. Oh. Yep, he had the million dollar belt with him there and everything. I saw pictures of it on on the web. I, I recommend everybody go check it out. Um, I also want to point out a couple of Virgil's tweets that were really cool because there's a little insight into Vince McMahon provided here. So I want to read you some of these tweets. Uh, This is Virgil. And I quote, today's hustle will be dedicated to you. My only wish for your birthday is for you to get my video game. Hashtag meat sauce madness and stuff yourself with the most gourmet OG in the game. Of course, when I heard this, I had to look up meat sauce madness on the the meat sauce madness. Look it up right now, dude. It is a game that Virgil has produced for $1.99. You can get it right now on the Google Play Store. And I want to read you about the game uh, on off of Google Play. Collect the dollars, breadsticks, and meat sauce that Jones rightfully deserves. 
if nothing else, you have to go read the reviews uh, for this game. Uh, which oh, are, my God. Virgil. Which are, which are hilarious, dude. Dude. It's just, uh, you know, he's notorious. Huh? he's notorious for setting up uh, at, like, wrestling conventions and comic conventions. Yep. Uh, setting up a sign that says, like, Oh, I'm not done. D.B. Uh, the Million Dollar Man, and Virgil. And then it's just Virgil and the yeah. Million Dollar Belt. <laughs> That's great. So let me read you. Um, uh, let me let me read you the first. Uh, I have to read you the first review off of Meat Sauce Madness. Okay, I could tell you that playing this game made me more attracted to both men and women, gave me a measurable confidence, and caused me to grow four inches taller and two inches wider, and it did. But more importantly, it is a fun game for my phone with intuitive controls and smooth gameplay, smoother than a drop kick to the head from Soul Train Jones. No, nothing is smoother than that. That's the first review. Uh, just fantastic. Phenomenal. Um, all right. Another tweet from uh, Virgil or Soul Train Jones. Uh, this time with him with pictures meeting Hulk Hogan's daughter, Brooke, which read, I don't care who your daddy is. It's still $20 for a pick, $30 for the autograph combo, honey. Hashtag meat sauce madness. God, Virgil <laughs> is like legitimately i i like i i can't I, like this guy. I can't tell if it's of course you would i can't tell <laughs> if it's a bit or not so i'm just like yes uh, i i i appreciate gold. anybody who gets their money this is gold it's awesome i'm, loving I'm, this. I'm really tempted to buy it for a dollar 99 i mean the the review is amazing <laughs> there's not like a one-star review they're all like five stars I feel like we have to get Soul Train Jones the meat sauce he deserves. Soul Train Jones uh, reviewing his own game like 50 times. But uh, I really uh, love the term the meat sauce he deserves. Dude, I, I just want to throw this out there that if somehow, if somehow somebody. I'm attracted both men and women. That's if, crazy. If somehow <laughs> Virgil happens upon this podcast and he wants to promote his meat sauce madness game. Through our podcast, we are so open to it. All right. Absolutely. Finally, uh, Vince or, uh, Virgil rather had this to say about the chairman, Vince himself. He cares about his talent, and he's got a great work ethic and does things right. He wants you to be on time and have part A and part B did right. So when you work for someone, you have to come on time and be there and do everything right. Guys, does that sound like brainwashing? Yeah, like, for real. <laughs> as far as Vince goes, his one takeaway was, remember, do part A and part B correctly. Insane. Like, <laughs> literal insanity. Yeah. So, but as far as the match goes, I'd say always fun to watch Bam Bam work, like you guys said. And mm -hmm. always a great opportunity to learn uh, about what's up with Virgil. Um, after, after the Virgil versus Bam Bam match, we get our next match. Jerry Lawler versus Jim Powers, maybe? Um, so first Wrong. of all, so first of all, I want to point out that the raw lady at the beginning of this was super, babe, super bright. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Oof. Uh, so Jerry Lawler during very this lunch thing, lady ask very much. So it, 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 it was like, if dude love was a, a female, uh, I want to point, oh I want to, I want to point out that Jerry Lawler was showing off here, why he's one of the best at getting the crowd riled up. Um, 
just genius, right? I mean, I don't think Jerry Lawler ever aged. I think there's a picture somewhere getting older of Jerry Lawler because Jesus, he looks the same here as he did in the 70s, as he did in the 90s, as he does now. Right. Yeah, he he he's a vampire. Dorian Gray. <laughs> so the crowd begins to chant Burger King to Jerry Lawler. And of course, this infuriates Jerry Lawler. I remember back in these days watching that was like one of the the things was, you know, if you start chanting Burger King, Lawler is going to throw a fit and leave and leave. <laughs> he did. He left. He says he will not wrestle if they continue. So he leaves when they don't stop. So after that, we go to a mean gene interview with Yokozuma and Mr. Fuji. Uh, they are saying you mean Yokozuna. No, I mean Yokozuma, as Mr. Fuji says every time. <laughs> My yeah, man. Uh, they want to file a formal complaint to President Jack Tunney over the happenings of WrestleMania 9. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Fuji is stating a formal contract was never created, even though he was the one at WrestleMania right. 9 yelling into that really cool microphone. We'll take you on right now. I thought this was also a good time to look up a little bit of information about Jack Tunney. Uh, Funny Jack Tunney. Yeah, man. Uh, so I was doing some research and per mandatory.com, uh, if you ever wanted a Jack Tony action figure, now is the time because a fully light, and this is also recent stuff too, a fully licensed action figure of the former on-screen WWE president will be available for the first time ever as Zombie Sailor, which I think is going to be the producer, I guess, of the, the figure is, yeah. We'll be producing the figure alongside former Hasbro artist Ron Rudat. Tunney aligned his Canadian wrestling promotion with the WWF in 1984 mm -hmm. and served as the on-screen president with the company for over a decade before he departed the company in 95. Uh, yep, so. Tunney was his, Tunney was their guy from Canada. So mm -hmm. typically, like back in the day, Tunney would, I believe, be how he would get the giant if the giant went to Canada, you know? Mm -hmm, exactly. So yeah, he would wrestle mm -hmm. that guy, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, he, he would, would get, he would get Andre the giant if he would come to Canada. So yeah, exactly. He would oh, be I the see. one, he would be the one that sets up all the, the stuff. He's the booker man. He's the booker man. So next we get Kim Chi versus Bob Backlund. Of course, this is a uh, Brooklyn brawler. Yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler, exactly. <laughs> Steve Lombardi. Um, what is uh, the uh, costume supposed to be? He's in the safari. He has a he, mask, but he's wearing boots. I'm confused by the outfit. Yeah, it's like basically just like a safari guy. I guess that's how safari guys looked. It probably went down to Bush Gardens and saw that that's their costume that they wear at Bush Gardens <laughs> when they're feeding the lions and the tigers. And then they are very interested in what kimchi was because kimchi Kim, kimchi is a side dish, dude. Well, yeah, I love kimchi. Yeah, kimchi is so good. Spicy cabbage. It's fermented. I cabbage, think he's. Right? I think he's the leg, Yes, I think he's the legitimate. I think it would be best if he was the legitimate reincar reincarnation of a side of kimchi. <laughs> That's what's under the mask. That's why he has to wear a mask. I feel like he'd be more powerful if he was made of kimchi because it's fermented. Cool, because it's fermented and it's mm. spicy. Exactly. But this guy, tea. he's basically got a gimp mask, right? Like a white gimp mask. It's a very weird mask. It is kind it's of a weird. The whole mask. outfit is weird. 
it kind of reminded me of like the whole uh, like nails or <laughs> nails jumpsuit or even like the Daniel Bryan when he was in the Wyatt family jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like it's a bunch of pieces that like people had from their like B gimmicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of B, well, well we got to get through this kimchi versus Bob. Well, I was going to say real, real quick for the fans who aren't aware of the, mm-hmm. the idea or term of B gimmicks. Back in the territory days, wrestlers could make a lot more money if they were face or heel, if they worked the reverse card as a masked face or heel. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have a mask in your car, you're in double money. You work two matches, you you know. Exactly. Work an undercard match, and then if you're a mid-card guy, you know. That's how Brooklyn made his money. So Bob Backlund tries to shake Kim Chi's hand at the beginning of the match because, you know, Bob Backlund is a perennial gentleman. And, you know, that's how they Sports did it. Sports education. That's exactly right. That's how they did it back in the day when Bob was doing his thing. Um, I'm assuming the only reason Kim Chi didn't shake Bob's hand is because the visibility on that Kim Chi mask looked terrible. Like, I, he probably couldn't even see, like, out of the corners of his eyes. Um, I'll say this match, guys, nothing too special. But the ending was pretty cool because Backlund got the pin uh, with a crazy bridge maneuver. And for some reason, it's like, I feel like yeah, he does like a variation of a normal thing that looks makes it look super cool. I don't know. It's about Backlund and how he does his moves, man. He always has some cool way to pin people. You know, he's legitimately a, 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 a athletic. I don't know. He's he's not all show muscle. Like, that's why he looks like a, a fucking dork. Because it's all actual practical muscle, mm-hmm. and it kind of looks like the uh, Mad TV cover cartoon. <laughs> he does a, a little, little bit. Paulie Newman was that it? <laughs> I think so. You know, Paul you know what I'm talking about, right? The Mad yeah. TV or uh, like Mad Magazine. Post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I always get confused between Mad and Cracked, but yeah. Uh, so as isn't as, it like Arthur P. Something? It's oh, like, it might uh, be. It might be like I'm getting Paul Newman and Arthur P. Newman and all these different Newmans. Mixed <laughs> Alfred, Alfred E. Newman. Okay, okay. Yeah, I knew I was... It's easy to get all that mixed up. There's a lot of Newmans out there. When you mentioned B gimmick earlier, I was referring to the next match. Uh, we have Jumpin' Jim Brunzel facing uh dude from the furthest reaches of your mind, Damian Demento. Uh, Jim Brunzel uh, was awesome in this match. It kind of reminded me of that throwback, like, you know the era right before raw, you know, uh, I, I, uh, really didn't remember that Jim Brunzel was still with WWF at this point. It was cool seeing him. Jim Brunzel was surprisingly muscular, surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to get the three count at that, that first, um, small package that he had on Demento. I thought it was going to be one of those little bit of a swerves, but I also like this tights, like the yellow mm-hmm, kind of in the black kind of throw uh, to the killer bees thing. As far as the match goes itself, really great offense. And so D- Damian Demento, he hits a neck breaker and then he adjusted his knee pad before dropping it onto Bronzel for the win. So, you know, basically you get that whole like heel thing where he's turning loaded his knee pad, loaded knee pad exactly mm-hmm. for the win. But it was cool that they recognized in this match that Bronzel was no normal, you know, jobber. 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 You know, he's a former yeah. killer bee. I was yeah, going to say he's a mid. He is if you if WWE could be said to have a mid card at this point, mm-hmm. jumping Jim Brunzel is part of it. Yeah, I would say he at this point was a jobber still. 
But I wouldn't yeah, say if he's, he's losing, if, if he's losing to Damien Demento, he's clearly yeah. a I, I don't think he's. I don't think. Well, he's it's mid-card. a dirty win, though. I don't know about mid card, lower mid card, maybe. He's one of those guys like one, two, three kid that if he got that pin with the small package, he would immediately mm-hmm. be in contention for the Intercontinental title. During this match, though, Rob Bartlett called Vince and Savage to say that he got in trouble in Las Vegas during Mania Nine weekend. And also that his WWF check had bounced as well. So we get that little <laughs> bit and we realize that, you know, these phone calls in to raw are pretty much going to be a weekly thing. Right. So, you know, whether it's Jim Duggan, whether it's Shawn Michaels, whether it's Rob Bartlett, this is kind of going to be our like way to kind of stretch you know, time stretch over time. matches that are not necessarily entertaining. <laughs> exactly. So after this match, after Damian Demento gets the the loaded knee victory over uh, jumping Jim Brunzel, we we uh, we come back and we get Jim Jerry Lawler versus Jim Powers. Yep. Oh, they mentioned that Rob is calling uh, uh, in again before we get to this match. Uh, Lawler does come out again, but yet mm-hmm. again, uh, crowd heckles him and he leaves again. Just the crowd is too much for him, and he's not gonna uh, wrestle for these jerks that are calling him burger king right i mean i think i would be pissed off because if somebody's yelling burger king at me i'd probably be hungry especially if i was yeah. tennessee oh my god i get some barbecue at that point yeah after the jerry lawler versus jim powers match does not happen we get the old wrestlemania replay commercial asking us to buy the encore presentation i forgot all about that <laughs> until i saw it i, I like, forgot yeah. that was a thing <laughs> But yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that is true. I was like, sometimes depending on what would happen during the pay-per-view and I'd hear about it, I'd be like, mom, can we get the replay? Um, Next up, we get Beverly Brothers versus the Steiner Brothers. And uh, awesome match. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, two great teams. Did Um, you notice that Vince didn't, doesn't know the difference between the Beverly Brothers? So he calls them Beverly. (laughs) Or Mr. Beverly. I did not know that. That's hilarious. But that doesn't surprise me in the fucking least, Kyle. He's like, like hot tag made by Beverly. Buy a Beverly. Buy a Beverly. Beverly to Beverly. Mr. (laughs) Beverly is taking control of the action. And the Steiner brothers, Scott and Rick, better be careful. Scott and Rick. I know both their names. I'm surprised that he knew both of their names. It's probably because they're not only expensive. He also know uh, Rick Steiner nickname. Yeah, isn't Rick Steiner nickname the uh, most insulting nickname you can give somebody? Dogface Gremlin. Dogface. He's not just a gremlin. He's a dogface gremlin. How? That's like double ugly. I think it's like calling somebody like Hoss or like Beast or right. You know, I don't uh, know. You big slab of meat. If you call somebody dog face, that's gonna be a good thing. Like if you describe somebody like, hey, I'm here to meet somebody how he looks, he has a dog maybe face. He, and, maybe he just accepted his he just accepted his look. Yeah, he knew he was ugly. <laughs> he works he with ugly. that. He's like he's <laughs> like, I own that song. Yep. So I am the dog face gremlin. Look song. If he's if he's not mad about it, you can't be mad about it, okay? I'm just saying <laughs> of all the nicknames, why would you pick this it just found like two insults and put it together and be like, This is your nickname. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna start calling you the song face gremlin. Yes. Um, so you'd be lucky to have my face. <laughs> that sounded sexual. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be lucky to get this face. Uh, so 
Anyway, Beverly Brothers versus Steiner Brothers. They state that the winner of this match is going to be the number one contenders for the tag team championships. Um, I'll say the Beverly's were impressive during this match, and we knew the Steiners would be. Uh, I want to point out Blake Beverly had a sick power slam. Which one's Blake? Blake is the one with the the mustache guy. We can't say the one with the, the mullet because they both clearly have a mullet, but the mustachioed kind of pudgier guy is uh is blake and the one that looks like your perverted uncle is Bo. jeremiah <laughs> you already know more than the man who owns the company isn't that amazing uh, uh, another cool spot during this match scott hits blake beverly with the frankensteiner for the win it was kind of on the quick side of things it was a fun tag team match quick pace it was over before mm-hmm. i wanted it to be because it was like in a pool of matches like damian demento versus uh jim brunzel even though Brunzo was fun to watch, uh, you know, this was the standout for sure, right? Well, and it's interesting yeah. you say that because they went 1130. Did they? Yeah. So I felt like, so is that a long? I loved it. I, I love the yeah. match. I felt like it was, it was relatively quick. I could have. That, I, that, I think that's a testament for right. the, the pace of the match. I could have done five more minutes of that match and been happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, yep. I, I love the match. percent agree. Match. I thought it was the match of the night. Yeah, I also noticed that yep. during this match, Rick, uh, Rick Steiner had two different kinds of boots on, and I want to point out as well that he brought back the raisin tights. Oh, I love these! Previous, God, the tights, previous, all the yep. all the tights in this. The the Steiner brothers had the best singlets. Mm-hmm. Bar yeah. none. Let me ask you this: Well, yeah, I like theirs and Mister Perfect's as well, um, but Mister Perfect's at times were kind of plain. Also, yeah, Rob, Rob Van Dam's got some killer singlets, too. Oh, sure. Uh, when we get into Rob Van Dam, that it's like airbrushed. Yeah. And then those are like different level. Yeah. Um, so I will say uh, I wanted to ask because I noticed, like I was saying, Rick Steiner had two different boots on. He had a solid red short boot that was like an ankle height boot. And then he had a red and white boot on that had like a red stripe. And then it was like white. Did he always do the different? boots on no i think i think did he forget his boots somewhere i think this is a case of having to borrow a wrestling boot that's what i'm wondering i didn't i couldn't remember if he ever did like the you know was that a part of his gimmick that i just never realized because he definitely had two different boots on also did you notice scott steiner braining himself on the frankensteiner he did what he brained himself oh he hit himself he always like hits his neck and it's like I mean, they're thick boys, so yeah. I, I guess it's okay, but it's just you constantly see them. He'll do the Frankensteiner, and his neck yeah. will just be like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like sideways. Ah. It's like leaning on his shoulder the wrong way. You can find it on, once again, on the fine folks at Daily Motion. It's like a close call every time, right? Yeah, like he he lands on halfway through the backflip, and his head skirts the Ooh. entire way. It's just so. I just. I mean, it's a cool move, mm-hmm. but it could and be he, potentially. And you just wonder if that's not the reason why we got Big Papa Pump as a character because his brain melted because of all the damage that he's done to himself. Next up, after a WWF Mania commercial, we get Jerry Lawler back out, and I just want to point out, man, guys, third time. Do you think it'll finally happen? Well, I want to point out before we even get to that. Like, I know we talked about a fan before grabbing doinks green hair on the way out but i want to point out that these fans were grabby shit back in the day man because they grabbed 
Lawler like it was nothing, man. Like, he's I, used to worse. He's used to Memphis. yeah, yeah. He was a yeah, you know, like he he is used to fans hucking batteries and shit at him. He's Jesus, fine, dude. I know, dude. But it was just kind of like it's jarring look, to us looking back. Like I didn't notice it when I was well, back then. The, the mentality was, hey, I pay for these tickets. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, you I know? own your body. Yeah, it's so yep. fucking weird. But anyway, it is Jim, weird. Uh, so. So uh, this time, uh, Jim Powers decided he's not going to let Jerry Lawler uh, go back to the back again. So gentlemen, Jim Power. Yeah. Yep. Formerly, might I add, uh, of the Young Stallions, uh, just like Jim Brunzel, a throwback tag team wrestler to pre-Raw days. He surprises Jerry Lawler outside the rinks again, like so he cannot escape. Uh, the fans are, of course, still chanting Burger King. Uh, we're happy that the, fi- uh, the match finally gets to happen. Uh, with Jim Powers getting the advantage offensively uh, early on, sending Jerry back to the outside to catch his breath. A uh, few highlights. Jerry gets back inside the ring, and the, fi- the match finally gets started up again. He slows down the pace, uh, but he's still super distracted by the audience. Um, at one point, Lawler gains the advantage when, when uh, Jim Powers misses a drop kick because Lawler grabs the ropes to stop the Irish whip. Does the great mm-hmm. heel point to the head? Mm-hmm. Lawler heals it up, mm-hmm. choking, elbowing, and hitting those signature Lawler fist drops. Um, and then they begin to tease some tension between Lawler and Macho Man Randy Savage when uh, Jerry Lawler begins to point it at Randy. Um, this allows Jim Powers to get the advantage again for a little while until he telegraphs a back body drop. This allows Lawler to strike powers and hit him with the pile driver and the win with a handful of tights mm-hmm. or the main event. So guys, what'd you think of that main event? I mean, uh, it was overshadowed by the tag team match earlier. It was cool because mm-hmm. we got a payoff to him coming out several times. I liked that They tried to pepper something like a, a like a storyline throughout the episode. That was cool to have him do that. But I agree it was overshadowed by that really good match. Uh, but, I mean, the overarching story, I guess, here was the Lawler thing because... It was a setup. It's a setup for what happens mm-hmm. next, right? When we come back from commercial, uh, Jerry Lawler is actually going over to the announce desk at this point. Uh, Jerry is doing the Jerry Lawler thing by insulting New York City fans. And say he says that Savage is sitting in the right spot in a uh, you know chair. We know that that's a, a, an actual jab to piss Savage off because Randy Savage at this point in his wrestling career, if you kind of read into it, uh, you know Randy Savage did not want to be at the desk at this point. He wanted to be in the ring. Right. So um, yeah. So but but Jerry but Jerry Lawler says you're in the right spot in a chair watching the greatest wrestler in the world talking about himself. He insults Macho and he says Macho doesn't have the guts to get in the wrestling ring with the real king. So this is setting up something, of course, for later down the road, hopefully, because Vince has that rule. You don't set something up if you can't deliver the match. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. All right. Which is why NXT is going to be incredible. <laughs> exactly. So, guys, uh, that ends the show for the night. Overall thoughts? Um, I... Hey, it's better than the... Uh... It's better than the other couple Raw we've been watching. So, no, definitely a, a trending upwards with this one. Yeah, I was going to say, this was, I would call this a, a B minus episode. Okay. So it's like a Daniel Bryan's episode. All right. So, uh, no, so he's B plus. It's B plus. He's a B plus right. player. Right. This is a B minus player. <laughs> what am I thinking? 
one thing I want to remind our listeners of and, and, and my co-host is this is a fallout episode for Mania 9. Right. So so what we're used to in like modern era is like that's the time when when huge, big surprises happen and new debuts uh, back in the day. That obviously really wasn't the 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 outline that wasn't how things were done because this match definitely though they mentioned the replay and and they talked about some things it really didn't seem like they were trying to continue any stories it was kind of like a reset and it was like a reset with mostly mostly uh again jobber matches and and things like that but it did have uh it did have some story arcs through it that, that kept it watchable and of course it being an hour helps and uh, and it's setting up hopefully to Jerry Lawler versus Savage, which is a pretty cool yeah. uh, feud, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think overall it was cool seeing uh, my highlights were seeing uh, Jim Brunzel and Jim Powers and just being reminded of those tag teams that came like right before Raw. For me, it was the Beverly Brothers versus the Steiner Brothers. That was just a great match. Good mid-card jobbing matches. Davey and Demento versus Brunzel and Powers versus uh, Lawler was fine. Uh, mm-hmm. The first match of uh, Virgil versus Bam Bam. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Also cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I always love it when I see Bam Bam. Bam Bam is always a highlight for me in the episode we the house. And, <laughs> and then, of course, match of the night was definitely the tag team match. Um, so do we get the uh, Money, Inc. versus Steiner next week? I don't know. Or when are we going to get that? I don't know. That's a good I'm question. looking forward to. I'm looking forward to that match. Yeah, they set it up. It better happen soon. Yeah, yeah it's got it. I don't know if they'll save that for for a pay per view or a or, or pay-per-view. A episode. I'm not sure, but we got to get it. Looking they forward said, to that. They yeah, said that it will be the next match. So, <laughs> um, hey. so that, that that takes us to the end of that match. I understand song that we are having a song spotlight today. Yeah, um, this week we'll do a spotlight on. Uh, AEW All Out Pay Per View um, coming up this Sunday um, Ooh, from are Chicago. You, are you guys going to watch? Uh, it's going to be the Chicago first time in seven years since we uh, get to see uh, CM Punk wrestle, so it's uh, kind of a big deal. So uh, on my CM Punk, no, thank you. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. I'm yeah, so, right. So, like I said, it's uh, it's from Chicago, from the uh, Now Arena. That has a uh, 10,500 people capacity, so hopefully they sell it out. They should sell it as CM Punk yeah. in Chicago, so definitely should make for a good out. live I crowd. Yeah, can't wait. I probably won't get to see it live, I'll just buy the pay per view, or but you know, I'll definitely catch it. I absolutely watched some of it on YouTube. Nice, <laughs> I'm probably gonna, Jeremiah, you, you're actually buying it, right? Yeah, I'm probably gonna buy it. Yeah, I think I want to I wanna watch it live. Yep, do it. Yeah, I'd go over if it wasn't for this whole quarantine shit. Yeah, 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 absolutely, man. I know. Cut songs life into pieces. <laughs> this is my last resort. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think I'll go over some of the matches and uh, you guys tell me what you think about it. Um, yes, so we're going to do, do some predictions, right? huh? Yeah, let's do some prediction. Um, this will be easy because I don't know much of this. So, <laughs> right, well, the thing is, we don't know how the card is going to go, so I can't tell you a first match, second match, or anything like that. But right. um, we'll just uh, go through it, and uh, let's talk about it. You ready? Ready. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's get to it. Of course, the uh, the big one is uh, 
CM Punk return match is going to be uh, facing Darby Allen. Oh, let's build up to that. Let's go the other way. Let's go the other yeah. way. Go from the okay. bottom up. We're, we're going to work towards we'll go the main from event. Yeah, we're going to work towards the main All event. Right. Well, I'm not even sure that's the main event, though. Because there is know. a title match in this pay-per-view. Oh, uh, you got to close it out with CM Punk versus Darby. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll see. We'll see. Gotcha. All right. So, um, there is uh, supposedly there is going to be a um, untelevised match. It's going to be a uh, 10-man tag match with the uh, best friend. Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler, Utah. I've seen him a little bit. Jurassic Express, which is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. With Marco Stunt, they're going to take on the Hardy family. Mm. Uh, Matt Hardy, Private Party, which is Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. Mm. Hybrid 2, Angelico and Jack Evans. Mm-hmm. So does this match appeal to you at all? Uh, is this on the buy-in or is this going to be... This is gonna. This ain't gonna be televised. It's probably just gonna oh, be like televised. the uh, pre-show. I mean, does it matter yeah. to me? I know that if it's not even televised, it's not gonna be like big time. You know, it's not gonna make a big difference. But as far as no. like, it would be awesome if it was televised because I think it. You know, all honestly, the- anything with Orange Cassidy to me, is it's fun. Okay, I love Orange Cassidy, man. That's I, my I guy, Orange Cassidy. I think that that match sounds like it's going to be a blast because of the people that are going to be in it. So I'd love to see it. And I think you have to have the faces go over in this one. Right. I mean, they say it's a pre-show. Maybe they'll, maybe yeah. they'll televise it. I don't know. Maybe put it on the buy. I hope they I do. I hope yeah, so. so. So what's the first match then that's televised? I don't know. They don't have the, but I can, the next one, it's, there's a 21 women casino battle royal. Okay, who are for, in, uh, in AEW? So. Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. Yeah. Thunder Rosa. She's fun. Um, the Rip Bunny. Is, no, she's not in this, right? No. No, no, she's the champion. Winner yeah. get a shot at her. That's, That's the reason right. they're doing this. That's right. Yeah. Penelope Ford, Diamante, Ty Conti. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, a returning Anna Jay. She was a member of the Black, the, the Dark Order. She was mm-hmm. injured for a while. She's back and she'll be in this match. Hikiro Shida, who is the former champion. Mm-hmm. Hikiro Shida's gonna win. I think she's gonna yeah, I think she's gonna take it too. I yeah, I think they'll set up a rematch with uh, Britt okay. Baker. Okay, so you guys have you guys have uh uh Shida as the both as both winning the women's royale. I'm gonna go a different way and I'm gonna mm-hmm. say CJ Perry, formerly Lana, is gonna debut and win it. Because I think Lana's amazing, but I don't because think because she's she gonna be so green in the ring though. Can you imagine? I mean, she's not green in the ring. She's been wrestling for like seven years. She's now. gotten better. She like I said, she doesn't have to be the the Iron Woman of the match. She just has to come in. It could be totally hokey win. It could be whatever they want, you know. But I think it would be cool mm. if she came in and won it. Yeah, different. It'd be something different. I don't see it happening, but you know that's uh. That's your pick. <laughs> so uh, that's Kyle and I are name. up one. So Kyle and I are up one zero. That's fucked up, dude. You can't say that. <laughs> you don't know. We also, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we also got John Moxley versus uh, Satoshi Kojima from uh, New Japan, I believe. I don't know anything about Mister Kojima. I don't know much about him at all, so I'm just gonna go with what I know. I'll, I'll say John Moxley. I'm going to say Kojima. Hmm. I also don't know much about Kojima, 
but I will say that I'm not sure what they have for Moxley to do right now. So if Kojima won, maybe they could do some kind of continued cross promotional thing, which is always good for business. So I would say if we could get Kojima winning this first one and then have like a three pay-per-view or like, you know, maybe like the follow-up matches on dynamite rampage, you know, and then have like a best three, right. like Kojima gets the first win and then Moxley's out for another one, you know, to even the score and they have like a mm-hmm. cool little series of like hard hitting New Japan pro wrestling style matches. Maybe the last one's like a crazy death match or something. So the likes it a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll go with Kojima on that one. We got uh, Paul White versus QT Marshall. Well. Who you want? Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first on that one, Kyle? Paul White. Yeah, I mean Paul White. I mean, part of me wants to say maybe QT will cheat and win because they're trying to put over new stars. Maybe. Well, mm-hmm. it's the big show. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, are you done, Jeremy? I, I I guess like like my. You know what? I want to say QT Marshall is gonna gonna cheat and win. Okay. I'm going to go with that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say he's going to cheat when what's the point of not yeah. putting over a new talent? Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I'm with you. It's going to, I think QT Marshall is going to win. I mean, he was a point. He was kind of Cody road protege. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to let him wrestle some eventually. Right. You're going to have yeah. to give him some wins or nobody's going to take him seriously anymore. It's going to, so, yeah, totally, I'd go QT Marshall. Totally dirty. When like, it's going to be so much interference. It's going to be so overbooked. But QT is going to get the win. All right. And then we got uh, Miro. Well, let's, yeah, Miro versus Eddie Kingston for the TNT title. Mm. Miro. Yes. Miro's definitely keeping that, that belt. I love him. I love what he's doing right now. I don't think that he's going to lose that belt for a minute. And I don't really love Eddie Kingston that much. <laughs> he's not. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. No, I get that too. Uh, I, I'm going to pick Miro also. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but Kingston is just too slow in the ring for me. I don't know what his he's uh he his moveset set doesn't really appeal to me. Um, his gimmick, so, his gimmick, his moves. Yeah, yeah, it's just not my thing. If anything, it should be a crush. I mean, it should be a squash match for Miro. I don't think it's I'll, be a I'll squash just say match. that. I think I think that AEW is too high on Eddie Kingston. I think that they it that should be though. Right. I think it should be. We'll see. And then uh, on to the next. Yeah, sure. We got Chris Jericho versus uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF. And if Jericho loses this match, he has to uh, retire from wrestling in AEW. Obviously, Chris Jericho is not going to lose. Well, he might be going out with Fozzie soon, so I could see something that they do along those lines. But for right now, I'm just going to say I think Jericho is going to win because I don't think – I mean, he's lost two or three times in a row. They're not going to have him lose yet again. And, and unless they're going to have him have to fight his way back later on, I feel like he's going to win this match. Yeah, he, he, he's lost MJF three times now, and that's what set this whole thing up. I necessarily don't think they need a fourth match. Um, they already, I think MJF has built himself up to probably be like the best deal in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't need him taking the loss right now, so I don't know why they set up this fourth match. Because like you said, I can't see Jericho losing this match. So I'm gonna go with Jericho. Right. Once you put once you book yourself into a corner like that where it's like loser leave, well it's not even loser leave, it's just Jericho leave if he lose. Right. He, he has to win. He has to win. So I'm gonna right. go Jericho. I think the only way that Kyle is right about this is that if they're going to plan on... I haven't given us his pick yet. No, though. he has. He, says, he said that he thinks that Jericho's going to lose. Right? He's going to lose. Yeah, so he, he did oh. give his pick. So, and, and I think the only way that that Kyle is correct is if Fozzie's got some tour dates coming up, he's going to do like a loser leaves town thing, and he comes back, and he's either A, he has to find a second-hand way of getting back on the active roster by fighting his way back in, like for a match like double or nothing like if you if you let me have another match with you mjf if i don't win this time you can have my wife or you know some stupid shit I <laughs> you know, obviously not that but you know like i i don't know that's the only way i think is if they kind of right well they should have made a jerk or lose you have to get vaccinated <laughs> that's hilarious what's the next <laughs> match and the next one is uh young buck versus uh lucha brothers for the uh and I mean the AEW tag team title. <laughs> That's gonna be the match of the night, dude. Yeah, well, so. that's gonna be the match of the night in a steel cage. I mean, it could have. Yep. I, I think when Pac and uh, El Idolo was gonna fight until it got canceled, that would have been the match of the night, but it got postponed. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers is gonna be a banger, and uh. I believe that the Luchas are going to pick up the tag titles on this. I agree, actually. The Bucks have been posting a lot of stuff on social media indicating that they're going to lose. Like, very old, like, hey, it's been such a good thing, and we've been such a good team, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. They're going to lose. Interesting. uh... What's your thoughts, Saul? You didn't give your opinion on this one. That's uh, three for three. I'm going with Lucha Brothers too. I think it's, okay. um, the Bucks had a really nice run with the title. Um, it's time to put it on a new tag team, a hot tag team. Lucha Brothers are hot right now. Them and the Jurassic Express, man. That that match they had on mm-hmm. Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. barn burner. Yo, Kyle, I gotta be keeping up with the social media stuff that you're talking about. Yeah, well, what? What the hell, man? Why would they be telegraphing that though? Is that could that be a false? I don't negative? think it's telegraphing. I think it's just me noticing. Mm. I mean, maybe it is telegraphing because you know I'm noticing it. Mm. It just seems like what they've been running. Yeah, it feels like a title change is going to happen there to set something up. But mm-hmm. we shall does. see after this Sunday. Yeah. And then we have a uh, women's uh, AEW women's world title on the line dr Britt baker dmd versus chris statlander Britt baker retains agreed yeah i think the dentist is gonna is gonna win all right so we all agree Britt baker okay so co-main event aew world championship which means there's no main event i i'm old school i'm from the Full of thought where, like, if you're wrestling for a world title, that's always the main event. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. I think you should start. An, a, Jeremiah is not apparently because he says 
a match that doesn't have any title implications should close out the show. I am of the school of thought that typically uh, your 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 main title should close out the show at all times because that's how you keep the belt hot is make it that important. This, you know, this is one of the reasons uh, Punk was pissed off about WWE, right? Mm-hmm. When he was WWE champion and he wasn't closing out matches. Mm-hmm. And now he's. <laughs> I can't see him doing that. Yeah, I can't see him. I can't see him doing that to another wrestler. So I feel like that if you're gonna have the um, the if you're gonna have a co-main event, let the co-main event open the show and let it be a barn burner, and let the closing match be the world title match. I think it could be it's cool to like open a show with a main event quality match mm-hmm. and then close it that way, and maybe one dead in the middle that's like a main event because if you're gonna do that kind of shit. You got to keep people interested the whole time, right? So start off mm-hmm. with a, a, start off with a banger of a match. Might as well make that your co-main event, right? And then uh, mm-hmm. I bet there's all kinds of different schools of thought on it, of course. But you know, that's kind of just throwing it off the top of my head. You know, I, I don't want to see my my co-main event and my main event go on last back back. and last and next to last because that to right. me is one of them is not the main event. Right. So, um, right. Right. I yeah. agree. The world yep. title should always be the main event. Yep. So there shouldn't be anything as co main event. But I don't think that's what's going to happen in this case. Yeah, we'll see. So, Kenny Omega versus Christian for the AEW world title. Who do you got? Uh, you want me to take this one first, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. I feel like Christian Cage has already gotten the impact title off of Kenny Omega. He's not gonna lose he's not gonna lose his AEW title to Christian Cage as well. I feel like that Kenny may lose his his uh his AEW title soon, but I don't feel like it's gonna be Christian Cage. I don't know. If the Bucks are gonna lose, it would be great for the entire team to lose in one night. Hmm. So do you do you feel like so is that your booking or is that what you, your prediction? That's a thought. That's a thought. Okay. What do you think is going to? I agree. It would be cool for them to have to, for all of them to lose on the same night. It would be a cool story arc. But do you think that's what's going to happen? No. Yeah. And, and can I tell you, like, I don't know how y'all feel about Christian Cage, but me. Yeah, me too. I. Yeah, man. I mean, you guys are nuts, man. I don't think he's that's special. <laughs> he's an old man. Yeah, I mean, so like he was a great he was a part of a great tag team, you know. But yeah, the, the only reason he doesn't get the, the treatment yeah. Edge get is because he's smaller than Edge. That's it. He's a much better worker. Mm-hmm. I liked him better when he was in the brood with Grand Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Chris has just never done it for me. Like I don't know what it is. I know that there's there are people who are like that's crazy. He's Hall of Fame all the way. So is Mark. Yeah, why is he not Hall of Fame? That's crazy that he's not in the Hall of Fame and edges. I mean, I think it speaks to what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think you two know wrestling, man. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, man. I think that uh, I think Kenny's gonna retain here. It could be an interesting story arc to have him lose both belts to Christian, but honestly, it kind of surprised me that he lost the first one, so I don't expect him to lose the second one. It would definitely be a swerve, in my opinion, if he did. Yeah, well, I think Omega's going to win, too, because the only person who's going to drop that title to is a hangman. I used to think that was true, 
But now that we've got people like CM Punk and, you know, and we'll speak on this in a moment as well, of course, the expected, you know, the expected uh, uh, debut of Daniel Bryan this Sunday, you know, we, we'll speak. Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. Exactly. Yeah. But I think that now it's I hope that they stick to their guns and let Hangman be that next champion. But I'm starting to, to wonder, like, there's like everybody is going to AEW if they're going to start being like, well we want to put it on this guy or we want to put it on that guy. You know, I don't know. It's a good, I mean, well, there are guys coming in right now. There are guys that are coming in that, who are supposedly coming in. CM Punk is already in, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Danielson, who's going to come in. These are guys that don't need a title to be relevant. Mm-hmm. There's no sense in trying to like put the title on them. The moment they get to the company, why not put it on a homegrown star first, like hangman. True. And then, you know, later on, have punk and brian go for the title very true all right so that brings us was there i believe one more match to talk about one last match yep the one that uh, we can't seem to figure out if it belongs at the end of the show or not uh darby allen versus cm punk i think sting's gonna win (laughs) well actually Sting uh, is not gonna be at ringside be at ringside this time which would make it even more amazing he would have to have a money in the bank which is not even possible wrong company but uh I mean, I'm just going to guess that everybody here agrees, right? Like, would, would does Darby go? I mean, by what I was saying earlier, Darby should go over, right? <laughs> right. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean. But do you have Punk lose his first match on his <laughs> with the over. company, though? Yeah, Punk's definitely going over. And then Daniel Bryan's going to come on and challenge him. I have no idea what's going to happen there, but I don't. I don't think it really matters. I, I'm, I'm. I'll pick CM Punk, but it's going to be a great match, dude. They've got the perfect first opponent for him. Oh, it's, it's going to be going to be great. I can't wait. Uh, that takes us to the end of our show today, guys. We had a blast watching this classic Monday Night Raw episode with you and talking shit about professional wrestling as usual. Uh, guys, you have anything else for us? No, that's it. Bye. Bye. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. You can hit us up at pinthechamppodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at pinthechamp123. And our Google Voice number is 804-446-1139. We can't wait to hear from you.